Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Pei Dalit, Daf 84 of Masech Psachim. So who can tell me what Daf 84 talks about? Um, eating car- cartilage from a Corbin Pesach. What do you think? Can you eat like the ears and stuff? Huh, I don't know. I guess we'll see. No, sir. What happens if you leave over stuff from the Corbin Pesach? Do we have to whip you? What do you guys think? Breaking bones of the Korban Pesach. I feel like we've discussed that recently. Uh, you're not supposed to, right? You don't break the bones of the Korban Pesach. Um, so we're going to discuss a machlokas there between the Tanakam and Rebbe. That's really going to take us for the entire Amud Beis. The Pedal uh, Amud Beis is pretty big. It's not that complicated, but it's a little big. I wonder if it's going to take us some time. Mistama, right? That's just the way it works, right? The bigger the page, the more time it takes. But let's see. It's overall, it's a nice stuff. So we're going to start in Daf Pedal Ramadalif, three lines in at the new Mishnah. What do you guys think that means? Let's go through it slowly. Anything that can be eaten by a large ox. Can be eaten by a soft little baby goat. What this means is that I guess as a animal matures, there are parts of the animal that get harder, right? That when it's a baby, it might be soft. And as it grows up, it gets hard. And then you can't eat it anymore because it's too hard to eat. So what the Mishnah is saying, if you take a big, full-sized ox with all of its hard parts and stuff, so there'll be parts of the ox that you're going to eat and part of the ox that you're not going to eat. So what the Mishnah is saying is that only the parts that you would eat on a large, fully matured ox is what you would eat on a soft, young baby goat, i.e. there are going to be parts of the goat that are soft just due to the fact that it's very young and um, soft, I guess. So any part of the animal that you might say, oh wow, cool, we can eat this because this is a very young, soft goat, think again, right? Meaning if you wouldn't eat it, if it was a mature ox, don't eat it when it's a young, soft goat. And then the Gemara is going to discuss how this exactly fits in, but then we also say the tips of the shoulder blades and also other cartilage and so that is edible the gemara right now is going to try to explain where does this fit into things let's see says the gemara rabba rami rabba asks the following question on the one hand so on the one hand our mishnah says that only the parts of the animal that would be eaten on a mature uh, ox is what you would eat on the Gdi Harach, on the, on the young, soft Korban Pesach. Vishe'enu Nechalo, implying that if any part that would not be eaten on a mature ox, well then you would not eat on a young goat that you're using for the Pesach, Korban Pesach, even though it's soft in this particular instance and edible. But then a masefer Russia can find baschusim. But then if we continue in the Mishnah, it says that the tips of the shoulder blades and this other cartilage you're allowed to eat. But these would not be eaten 
by a large ox. So like, what's the deal? In the ratio, we're saying that anything that would not be in a, lar- in a large ox, you wouldn't eat by the Korban Pesach yet. Then we're giving examples of things that are not eaten by a large ox, yet they are eaten by a Korban Pesach. Can somebody help me here? So Rabba says, Lemaise, it's Machlokas Tanoim. This is how you have to learn the Mishnah. Anything that is edible in a mature ox, you can eat by the soft Korban Pesach. And any part of a mature ox that you would not be able to eat because it's already gotten too firm and hard. So then you would not eat it by a Korban Pesach, even though the Korban Pesach is a young goat, that it's still soft. However, there are those who say that even the tips of the shoulder blades and the cartilage can be eaten as well. So it's machlokas. Tanoim. Okay. Rava Omar. Main katoni. Vachi katoni. Rava disagrees with Rava and he says that it is not a machlokas tanoim. The seifa of the Mishnah, the second part of the Mishnah, is actually an explanation, an expansion upon the first part of the Mishnah. And this is how you have to learn it. Kolanecho b'shor agado. B'shilka. Anything that is edible on a large ox, on a mature ox, if it's boiled, can be eaten in a soft uh, goat for a Korban Pesach, roasted. What are examples of things, parts of a uh, mature ox that you can't eat it, you know, as is or roasted, but you can, if you boil it, then you can soften it up and then you can eat it. The Mishnah explains, yeah, that's a reference to the tips of the shoulder blades and cartilage. So, according to Rav, it's all teaching just one thing. And what it's saying is anything from a mature ox that is edible, even if you would have to, you know, boil it first and make it soft, that's fine. Then you can eat it on a Korban Pesach. And what's an example of something that you would have to boil it first to soften it up? That is the tips of the shoulder blades and this other cartilage. Tanya Kavosi de Rave. And we have a Brisa supporting Rava's explanation of the Mishnah, which is, anything that can be eaten by a mature ox, if you boil it, can be eaten by a soft kid that you're using for your carbon Pesach, roasted. And what are these things? Russia can find Vaschusim, the um, tips of the shoulder blades and cartilage, and as we learned the other day, the soft sinews are considered like regular meat. Itmar, it was stated, Gidin Shasofun the Hakshos. Okay, what if you have these sinews that are going to get hard, but right now they're soft? So do we go based on how they are now, treat them as soft meat? Or do we say, well, in the future they're going to get hard? And Rashi points out, like for example, the veins in the neck. I don't know much about the veins. Maybe I have some veins in my neck. Let's see. Are these hard? I don't know. I feel like this in the back here is a bone. I don't know. What's this stuff? Is this the hard? I don't, I don't know. What's this? What am I touching here? That's like my, what's that, like Adam's apple thing? What's that, like a bone or is that is that the hard vein? Probably not the hard vein. I don't know. All right. Ich weiß nicht. 
I, I don't know. Okay, says the says says the Gemara. Itmar, let's say that again. Gidin Shasof and Lakshos. So if you have these um, um, sinews that are going to get hard, no. So I guess maybe like, I guess sinews in the neck. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Let's go weiter. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Nimnin Alein BePesach. Rishlakish Amar Nimnin Alein BePesach. Rabbi Yochanan says that these sinews in the neck, you can. You know, be nimnin alav bePesach. Kilo, if you go to sign up for carbon Pesach and you say, "Ah, okay, we're kind of running out of space here. Do you want to eat the neck sinews?" And you're like, "All right, I guess, whatever sounds good to me." So, according to Biochanan, that's fine. According to Rishlakish, it's not okay. Biochanan amar nimnin alein basar hashdas linon. Biochanan says, "Sure, no problem. You can, you know, you can be counted. You can join the carbon Pesach if you're, you know, even if what you're gonna." What you're assigned is the um, sinews in the neck, because basarash does lean because we go based on how they are now. Even though, yeah, in the future, if you let this um, baby goat become a mature goat, it will get hard and you won't be able to eat it. But right now, you can eat it, so therefore, that's fine. Whereas Vishlakish says, no, we go based on how they will be in the future, and in the future. Uh, they're going to be hard and inedible. Therefore, you cannot um, sort of sign up for that part of the Korban Pesach. Now, Rishlokish asks a question against Rabbi Yochanan. What about our Mishnah that says that only things that can be eaten by a mature ox can be eaten by a soft, young kid? What are they? That is... The tips of the shoulder blades and this cartilage, honey in aval gidin shesof and And Rishlakish wants to argue that yeah, the Mishnah gave two specific examples of exceptions to the rule. That is, the tips of the shoulder blades and I don't know certain types of cartilage, but that would not include the sinews of the neck. So Amarle, so Yochanan responds to Rishlakish, Tana hane vuadin lahanoch, says Reb Yochanan that when the Mishnah says the tips of the shoulder blades and also this cartilage, it would also include the sinews in the neck. How come? Hani Maitaima, what's the reason why tips of the shoulder blades and cartilage you would be able to eat from the Korban Pesach? Because even by a, a mature ox, you can eat these things if they are boiled. Hanochnami, so also the um, sinews in the neck, you can eat by a large ox if you boil it, and therefore, um, Biochana doesn't have a problem with the, um, sinews of the neck. When you go before a bebo, Ramile asking the following question. Does Biochanan really say, what we just said that he says, which is that these sinews in the neck, you are permitted to join a Korban Pesach to eat those parts. Alma which means that we go based on the current reality, which is that the fact of the matter is that right now it's soft. Or I Oh. 
So Rishlakish asks Rabbi Yochanan, he says, if you have this um, skin on the top of, this hide on the top of a calf, is it going to be tummy tumas ochlin? I guess that there's certain hides on the top of the calf that is soft, but as it gets older, it's going to get hard. When it's soft, you can eat it. When it gets hard, you cannot eat it. The question is, is it tummy tumas ochlin? Do we treat it based on how it is now? Or do we treat it based on how it is later? Vamalo ain mitame. And what did Rabbi Yochanan answer to Ishlaq? Because she says it's not mitami to Masochlin. I'm a basubasofazlina. Which means that we go based on how it is in the future, not based on how it is now. So on the one hand, when it comes to this, you know, uh, hide on the top of the cow, he seems to be saying it goes based on how it's going to be in the future, and therefore it's not mitami to Masochlin, because in the future it's going to be hard and, and inedible. And yet when it comes to, what does it come to? Oh gosh, what are we talking about? Uh, can someone remind me what we're talking about? Seriously, I forgot. Ah, when it comes to these veins, uh, to these like uh, sinews and stuff, um, Rabbi Yochanan is saying that since right now they're edible, you could join on the Korban Pesach. So, Omerle, so Rabbi Yirmiya responds to no, so Rabbi Avin responds to Rabbi Whoever asked you this question wasn't paying attention to the flour that he was grinding. Funny kind of response. But imagine you're like grinding flour or whatever and you're like, you're not even paying attention to what you're grinding. You're not paying attention to what you're asking. Because after all, Rabbi Yochanan retracted from Rishlakish. And he says, don't give me a hard time because I say, what in the world does this mean? So it means the following. It means that Rabbi Yochum rescinded his initial opinion. Opinion. His initial opinion was that um, these sinews of the neck that in the future are going to get hard, you would be able to be part of that for the carbon Pesach. And then um, says, who is it? Rabbi Oven, that Rabbi Yochum rescinded on that opinion and held like Rishlakish that you would not be able to um, join on the Korban Pesach to eat the sinews of the neck, which in the future are going to get hard because we have to be concerned about what they're going to be in the future. In the future, they're going to be hard and inedible. Therefore, Rabbi Yochanan rescinded and said that you may not join in the Korban Pesach to eat those parts of the animal. Now, what are we saying there at the end? There's a Shaila in Mesech Techulin based on this hide of the calf on the top of the head that it's soft when it's young and then it gets hard now there's a mishnah that's that right that considers it to be food that considers it to be basar so the question is Rabbi Yochanan, what do you do about that mishnah it's a stam mishnah and it seems to be saying that this hide on the top of the head is soft and it's considered food which implies that well, it's considered meat which implies that we go based on how it is right now not based on how it is in the future to which Rabbi Yochanan says to Rish Lakish don't ask me a kasha from that Mishnah that Mishnah is not a Stam Mishnah it's, da, it's Davka Adas Yachid uh, a singular opinion we don't paskin like it says Rabbi Yochanan really the way that we paskin is based on how it is in the future in the future it's going to be hard therefore we, it will not be Mitami Tumas Ochlin and also in terms of the sinews for the Korban Pesach you would not be able to join on the Korban Pesach for the sinews which is what he says at the end. From the Ataknitani, don't give me a hard time from that other Mishnah in Chulin, which says that the hide at the top of the head of the calf is like basar, is like meat, that, right? And therefore, I, I learned that Mishnah to be a das yachid. 
not a consensus Stam Mishnah opinion. Okay, there you go. So if that's the case, it sounds like really Rav is the only one who's saying that there's that Tanakama. Well, I guess he says, no, meaning, no, I'm sorry, according to Rav, he seems, he seems to be explaining our Mishnah as saying that as long as you can eat it, if it's boiled, so you can eat it by the Korban Pesach, yet, sounds like everybody else, whether it's Rav, Rav says it's Machlokas, both Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlakish seem to be assuming that since, you know, if in the future it's going to be hard, then you won't be able to eat it. Interesting. So if somebody uh, breaks the bones of a Korban Pesach, you're not allowed to break the bones of a Korban Pesach when you're eating it. If you do break the bones, then you get malchus. We uh, get lashes. Because it says, Do not break the bones. And therefore it's a lav. It's a, it's a prohibition. And if you um, violate it, you get malchus. Just like any lav, any mitzvah slosase in the Torah. If, you know, you'd have to get warning, of course, but, uh, assume that there was the proper protocol, um, there would be malchus involved. But, somebody who, uh, leaves over, right, you don't manage to hop around, you don't manage to finish all of the Korban Pesach on, on Pesach night. Or if you have a Korban that's Tameh, Kilu, it's possible, and you break the bones of a Korban that's possible, so then, you would not be chayev malchus. Now, why would you be chayev malchus for either one? So, by no sir, it says, lo sosir menu ad boker. Do not leave any over to the morning. So I might think that if you do leave over to the morning, you'll be chayev malchus. And then, of course, breaking the bones, we just said, v'etzim lo sish bo. Says the Gemara b'shlama mosir b'tahor. So I understand why there would be no malchus for no sir. How come? Because we learn in the Bible, so okay. okay, the Pasuk says, do not leave over any of the Korban Pesach to the morning. So that sounds like it's a mitzvah, slow sase. Then you would be chayef malchus. But then it says, and whatever is left over, burn it. Right, that the Pasuk is giving a mitzvah sase after a mitzvah slow sase. That to say you don't get malchus. This is what's called a lava nitakla ase. When you have a lota ase that's immediately followed by a mitzvah ase. And Rashi gives two explanations. The first one I kind of like, which is what it basically when you have a mitzvah lota ase immediately followed by a mitzvah ase, what it's saying is, sure, don't do this. In the event that you did do it, here's what you got to do, and you'll fix it, right? So it's saying boker. Don't leave over the korban pesach to the morning. What if you did? Okay, no, no big deal. Don't worry. This is what you do. Burn it. But you're not going to be chayv malchus. Um, and the second way to learn it is that um, we learned we learned earlier at some point this concept of lav da chasima, right? It says losach shem and then immediately talks about malchus afterwards. So it'd have to be similar to the lav da chasima, which this isn't that seder, but. Um, Okay, lavanita klase, when you have a, a mitzvah slotase, followed by mitzvah sase, so then, you're not gonna get malchus, and that is why you're not gonna get malchus for no sir, if you leave it over, just burn it. Fine. That was Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. Rabbi Yaakov Omer says, Rabbi Yaakov Lomen Hashem said, this is not the reason why, Ella rather, Mishum Davle, lav shempo maise, vein loken olive. Okay. So rather, says Rabbi Yaakov, the reason why you're not gonna get malchus by no sir, 
is because it's a lav shame bomaisa. It's a lav that you didn't do anything. It's dafka the opposite. You didn't do something. You didn't eat enough. You didn't chop around. So, so therefore, we're not going to give you malchus for a, 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 a lav shame bomaisa. Okay. A uh, prohibition that doesn't actually have an activity involved with it. How come if I break the bones of a Tomei Korban Pesach, I'm not Chayv Malkus? The Pesach says, The Pesach says, Do not break the bone bow in it. What's bow? So, It means a Kasher Korban Pesach, don't break the bones. A Pesach Korban Pesach, it's okay, you could break the bones. Okay, so the Tanakhama says like what we just said, that when it says it means don't break the bones of a kosher carbon pesach, but if you break the bones of a postal carbon pesach, uh, you won't be chayv mal. Because Rebbe Omer says, Rebbe, the pasuk says, right, the same pasuk that says it also says, yeah, right, that the carbon pesach has to be eaten in one house. And then it says in the continuation, do not break any bones of the carbon pesach. So any only a carbon pesach that is fit to be eaten, that is able to be eaten, that is where applies. But if it's not fit to be eaten, so then the um, prohibition against breaking the bones does not apply. My benai, what's the nafkamina between Rebbe and the Tanakama? Um, Rebbe Pesach So Rebbe says that the nafkamina is going to be Pesach Ababatuma. What happens when all of Am Yisrael or the majority of Am Yisrael is Tomei? So then they bring the Korban Pesach Betuma, right? So, the Madam Rakasher, High Apostle, Madam Rakasher, so according to Tanakama, who says that uh, if the korban is possible, you will not be chayv malchus. Well, the korban is possible. Okay, it's tame. So therefore, you're not going to be chayv malchus. But at the same time, it's roi lachila. Right? We said pesach ababatuma nechobatuma. If you have the majority of amisos tame, they bring the korban pesach batuma. They're going to eat it batuma. Right? As Rashi points out, top Rashi on the page on pedalarum base shenaisa b'psul. That the Pesach was done because Tuma is pushed off. It's not, it's not Hutra, it's not Mutter. It's still Tameh. But the Pasuk says, look, if the majority of Ami sells Tameh, they can bring it to Tameh, they're going to be Tuma, they're going to be Pasul, they're not going to, what? No, they're going to be Potter, and they're nonetheless going to eat it. So if you say that if it's Pasul, you're, you're not going to be Chayv Malkus, well, this is Pasul. If you're going to say that it's ra'il achila, well, it's ra'il achila, so you're going to be chayev. So that's an afkamina. And basically now, for the rest of the page, we're going to be giving different afkaminas between the Tanakama and Rebbe. So here we go. Rav Yosef Amar, Ki aigavna duchuleama einbo mishum shviyasa etzim. So it says Rav Yosef that everyone would agree that by Pesach of there's going to be no problem of, of breaking bones. And then he adds something that the goes Abach Taka gets rid of, Drabi Lakule Kaasi, Vipasolu. Okay, the Rebbe for, if Rebbe is coming to Davka be Mekil, to be more lenient over here, and this is Pasol, I know the Agos Abach gets rid of these words. Read them if you want, don't read them if you want. But he says, 
Rav Yosef's suggestion is what about a Korban Pesach that it had a Shasa Kosher, right? The, the Shechita was done properly, the Zerika Saddam was done properly. And then maybe, uh, I don't know, the owners died or something or it became tummy. Something happened after it was already a Kosher, it was done properly. So the Mandamur Kosher, a Kosher. So according to Mandamur, who says that if it's Kosher, you get Malchus. Well, this is a Korban Pesach that was prepared properly, so you'll be chayv malkis for breaking its bones. But if you say it's about being roi lachila, right now you're unable to eat this, this korban pesach because some kind of psul happened to it, so you can't eat it, so you can be potter from malkis. So according to Tanakhama, it says it's about being kosher. It was done properly, it's kosher, so therefore you chayv malkis. But according to Mandamur, it says you have to be able to eat it, Rebbe, um, you can't eat it, so you're going to be potter from malkis. Abayi Omar, Abai says, Kuliyama ki agavno, ain bo mishum shviyos etzim. Abai argues on his Rebbe Rav Yosef, and he says, no, when it comes to if it had a shas, a kosher, and then became apostle, uh, everyone agreed that there would be, everyone agrees that there would no, be no issue of breaking its bones, because it's apostle. My time, ashtam yasa apostle. Because right now, the maise, it's apostle, therefore you're going to be potter from Malchus. So what's his suggestion? So Abai wants to argue, that the nafkamina between the Tanakama and Rebbe is going to be, what if you break the bones of the Korban Pesach on the 14th in the afternoon before Yom Tiv starts? So at that point, so kosher Korban Pesach, you shechted it, you did Zerika Saddam, you did everything you had to do. Um, and now you're just waiting until the nighttime. And now, so it's a kosher Korban Pesach, but you can't eat it until the nighttime. So on the one hand, if you say it's about being kosher, it's kosher. If you say it's about being able to eat it, you can't eat it right now. So according to the Tanakam, who says it's about being kosher, this is a kosher carbon Pesach. And therefore, if you break the bones on Erev Yom Tif, But if you say it's about being fit to be eaten, well, you can't eat it right now. you got to wait till the night. Therefore, according to Rebbe, Abayi wants to argue, if you break the bones on Erev Pesach, you would take the potter. Mesve Vivakasha against Abaye. Rebbe Omer, Rebbe himself says, Nimnina Moach Shebarosh, Nimnina Moach Shebekulis. What do you guys think about that? You could join together on a Korban Pesach in order to eat the brains, but you can't join together on a Korban Pesach in order to eat the marrow of the bones. Wow. So you go to sign up for the Korban Pesach and they're like, hey man, Sure, we got like one spot left, but it's the brains. You in? And you're like, I don't know, man. That sounds gross. That's what happens. But I'll call upon him. Rebbe seems to be saying that if you're into that, maybe Taka people, Dafka like the brains. That would be acceptable. However, if they were to say to you something slightly different, which is all we got left is the bone marrow, that would be a problem. You would not be able to join together for a carbon pesach in order to eat the bone marrow. How come you can take part in the carbon pesach to eat the brains? Well, because you can extract it. Yeah, you can get, you can, you can hop the brains through the nose, through the nostril bones, holes, whatever, orifices, maybe, and you can extract the brains and consume them. Now, by the 
marrow. You'd be unable to extract the marrow. So now here's the kasha. Now, Abaye, if you want to argue that according to Rebbe, there's no issue with breaking the bones on Ere Pesach because it's not currently able to be eaten, well then, Kulis Nami. Well then, even if you want to eat the, you know, even if you're going to be eating the marrow of the thigh bone, not breaking Ba'odyom, why don't you just break the bone on Arab Pesach and take out the marrow and then you'll be able to eat it, right? So meaning, if Abai is correct that according to Rebbe, on Arab Pesach, since you're unable to eat the Korban Pesach right now, so you'd be potter for breaking the bones, well then, I should be able to join a Korban Pesach to eat the bone marrow because on Arab Pesach, let's just break the bones it's not right now, Roy Lachila. I'm not going to be Chayv Malkus. It's not a prohibition. Break open the thigh bone we're talking about. Extract the marrow. And that could be my part in the Korban Pesach. But from the fact that we're saying that you're not allowed to do that, it sounds like you're not allowed to break the bones on Erev Pesach. So, Amr Lach, Abai, Abai will respond to you with a taimech. According to that argument, Mishachashecha Nami Naisi Gomarta, well, even at night, I should be able to join together to eat the marrow of the Korban Pesach. How? Take a coal, v'neichus ale, and put the coal on the bone, v'nikla, and, it'll, and the, the hot coal will create a, a hole in the bone, v'nafka l'moach and then you can extract the marrow by way of this hole that you created with a coal which would not be considered breaking it, it would just be considered like burning it, which would be okay. And then you can use the you can um, you know join together on the Korban Pesach to eat the marrow because we learned in a Braisa that if you burn the bones and if you cut sinews and there's no problem with breaking the bones. So therefore, what Abai is saying is, one second, the, 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 this is not a question of breaking the bones. This is a question of, can you take part in a Korban Pesach Tita Marrow Bichlal? There are even permissible ways to remove marrow from a Korban Pesach without breaking the bones. This isn't a, an issue of breaking the bones. This is an issue of you simply can't take part in a Korban Pesach to eat the marrow even in permissible ways. How come? What's the problem with extracting the marrow essentially by burning, by putting a coal on the bone and making a hole that way? Abai explains this because, well, if you put the coal on one part of the bone, it might lead to a crack in another part of the bone, which would be Shvira Sa'etzim. Rava Amr Mishum Hefsid Kodshim. Rava is concerned about um, losing Kodshim. Kilu, this marrow is going to be considered. Um, it's kachim, it's meat that you can eat. The biodaim that you're going to be deliberately forcing to go to waste. How? Right? Because when you take the coal and you put it on the bone, the hot coal might end up ruining some of the marrow and you will have deliberately made it inedible, which is a problem. Okay, so that's machlokas between Abaye and Rava as to why you don't extract marrow from a bone by way of permissible means.
Abai is concerned about, well, that might lead to other cracks. Rav is concerned about it might lead to Hefzid Kodshim. Mibo'od Yom Nami, and also going back to our initial question, Abai says, look, Meikar Adin, on Erev Pesach, Rebbe would say that you would be allowed to break a bone and extract its marrow. However, we are concerned, we say don't do that, because we're nervous that if you do it on Erev Pesach, you might end up doing it Pesach night, which would, of course, be a violation of Etzim Losis Brubo, and you would be Chayv Malkus. So therefore, it says Abaye, just like even at night, you wouldn't be able to extract marrow by way of permissible means. Also, on Erev Pesach, you would be unable to extract the marrow by way of permissible means, such as by breaking an Erev Pesach, which Abaye says, according to Rebbe, would be okay. Um, nonetheless, we don't do it because we're concerned that you might end up doing it at night. However, Abaye does say that Me'ikra Adin, um, Rebbe would say, if you break the bones of a Korban Pesach on Erev Pesach, you would be potter, since it's not right now able to be eaten. Rab Papa Omar says, Rab Papa, and as I said earlier, we're just going to be giving a whole bunch of different nafkaminas, uh, essentially for the rest of the page. Rab Papa Omar, says our Papa that no, in Abaye Zukimta, which is on Arab Pesach, everybody would agree that there would be a problem of bone breaking. Even Rebbe would agree, my time how come? The Orta Merzela well, because at night you are able to eat it. Right? Meaning there's nothing inherently wrong with this carbon Pesach. You're just waiting for Pesach night. And therefore, since it's Rayla at night, so therefore, meaning because of a technicality, you don't need it yet because its time hasn't kicked in yet, but it's something uh, that's royal achila. So therefore, if you break the bones, you're going to be chayev. You're going to be, you know, violating the ish, the prohibition against breaking the bones. Says Rav Papa that the machlokas between the Tanakam and Rebbe is about a limb of an animal of a Korban Pesach that left slightly the walls of Jerusalem. Right, you have to eat the korban pesach. It's kachim kalim. You have to eat it within Jerusalem. If some, let's say, part of the leg left the walls of Jerusalem, manda amr kosher hanami kosher. So according to manda amr, who says it's about kosher and possible, well, the the korban pesach itself is still kosher. Just the part that uh, left the walls, you can't eat. But the korban pesach itself is still kosher, and therefore you'd be chayv malchus. Manda amr roi lachila hayla barachilahu. But according to the Mandamur who says, according to Rebbe who says that it's about whether or not you can eat the Korban Pesach, well, you can't eat this particular part of the Korban Pesach that left Jerusalem, and therefore if you break off that part, there won't necessarily be an issue of um, uh, breaking the bones. Kedetan is, we learn in the Bible, Rabbi Shmuel, Ben Oshar, Rabbi Yochanan, Ben Baruch Omer, Eva Shiyotzim, Ktsasu, Vishibro, Enbom, Shem Shvira, Sa'etzem, as Rabbi Shmuel, Ben Oshar, Rabbi Yochanan, Ben Baruch says that if you have a limb of a body that somewhat left Jerusalem, that part of it, uh, if you have a limb of the Korban Pesach, that part of it left Jerusalem, um, and then you broke off that part of the limb, there would not be a violation of breaking the bones since um, that part was inedible. Okay? At least that's how we kind of want to twist it. Rav Sheshes Breder of Edi Omar. says Rav Sheshes Breder of Edi. We learned about Rav Sheshes Breder of Edi and Daf Mem Tesem Aleph. That we said that Rav Edi Bar, that, what was it, Rav Edi Barovin married a Kohenes, married a, uh, got married to a Kohen, a Bas Kohen, and then he had these two wonderful children, one of which was Rav Sheshes Bred Rav Edi. Omer Kokia Gavna Duchuliyama Eimbo Mishum Shvira Saetzem, De Hai Ever Ha Apostle Hu. So Rav Sheshes Bred Rav Edi says, no, in Rav Papa's case, we're part of the bone, we're part of the, um, limb, 
left Jerusalem, there would be no issue of breaking the bone, since I guess that this, at least this part of the limb, is possible. Fine. The nafkamina between the Tanakama and Rebbe is about breaking the bones of a Korban Pesach that has only been slightly cooked, but not cooked well enough. So according to Mandamur, who says it's about being kosher, well, this is still kosher. You just have to cook it a little bit more, but there's nothing inherently problematic with this Korban Pesach. However, according to Rebbe, who says it's about being able to eat it, well, you can't eat it right now. So if you would break the bone at this point, you would be potter. That is what Rav Sheshes Bredavidi says. Rav Nachum Bar Yitzchak Amar says Rav Nachum Bar Yitzchak Kol Ki Agavne Yesh Bo Mishum Shviras Etzem My Taima Tochazi LaAchila Tmatz Vilev VaAchile. So this is Rav Nachum Bar Yitzchak that Rav Sheshes Bredavidi's example, which is when you have a korban pesach that is slightly cooked, says Rav Nachum Bar Yitzchak. Of course, if you break the bones of a korban pesach that's slightly cooked, you're going to be chayav. Because there's nothing wrong with this carbon, just put it back on the fire and fully cook it. But there's nothing wrong with it. And if you break the 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 the, the bones at that point, you're going to be chayev. The nafkamina is what if you break the tailbone of a sheep of a korban pesach? If you offer a little sheep as a korban pesach, there's the 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 fatty tail. So the fatty tail uh, goes on the mizbeach. It's part of the emurin. So what if you break the fatty tail? So Mandamur kosher or kosher? According to Mandamur, who says that it's about being kosher, it's, it's kosher, it's the fatty tail, it's kosher, what's the problem? And if you break the bone, you'll be chayev. Mandamur roi lachila, hai ene roi lachila, talia lagavo asalka. But according to Mandamur, who's concerned with it being able to be eaten, well, it's not, according to Rebbe, who says it's about being able, roi lachila, being able to be eaten, well, you can't eat the fatty tail, it, uh, goes on the mizbeach. So therefore, um, you would be potter according to Rebbe. Ravashi Yomar, Koki Agav Navade Einbo, Mishum Shvirasa Etzem. Davade Enroy Lachi Lakla. Ravashi says that in Rav Nachum Yitzchak's example, certainly you would be potter from Malkis because it's the fatty tail that goes in the Mizbeach. It's not Roy Lachila whatsoever. So therefore, certainly you would not be high of Malkus for breaking its bone. Ella. Ravashi suggests that the nafkamina is a bone that does not have a kezayis of meat on it. The manomer kosher, ha kosher. So according to manomer, it says about being kosher. Well, it's a kosher carbon pesach, even if this particular bone doesn't have a kezayis of meat on it. But according to Rebbe, says it's about being fit to eat. Well, there isn't an amount that's fit to eat. On this bone, there's only less than a kazayis of meat. So therefore, you're going to be potter. According to Rebbe. Ravina Amar says, Ravina, says Ravina, that in Ravashi's example, where there's no kazayis of meat on the bone, certainly you will be potter because you need a shir achila. There's no bichlal shir achila. There's less than a kazayis of meat on this bone. Ella. So Ravina wants to suggest what it's talking about is something slightly different, which is you have a bone that on one part of the bone there's a kazayis of meat, on another part of the bone there's less than a kazayis of meat. And you break the bone where there's less than a kazayis of meat. So on the one end where you broke the bone there was no kazayis of meat, no shir achila, but on a different part of the bone there is a shir achila. So Mandamar kosher, a kosher. So come to Mandamar who says that it's about being kosher, well it's kosher, 
Whereas according to Rebbe, he says it's about being able to eat it. It's not just about being able to eat it, it's about being able to eat the part where you broke the bone. And here, the part where you broke the bone, there was less than a shear of achila. So therefore, you're going to be potter. Um, even though there is a kazais of meat on a different part of the bone. Tanya, Kaiba, Minayu, we have a Brysa supporting four of these opinions. Let's see. The Tanya, as we learn in a Brysa, Rebbe Omer says, Rebbe, Babais, Echod Ye that you eat the carbon Pesach in one house, and don't break any bones. You chayev if for for um, a kosher korban pesach. You are not chayev for a pasul korban pesach. Now, so now Rebbe explains what he means, and in his explanation, we're going to reference four of the opinions that we listed until this point. Let's see if I could remember them. So if it was kosher and then became pasul. So, according to Rebbe, what do we say? You would be putter from Malkas because right now it's possible. And that was Rav Yosef's opinion. Also, at the time of eating. Oh no, one second. Oh, okay, I read that wrong. One second. If you had kosher, right? it was it was a kosher korban pesach, and then it became possible at the time of eating it. Then there's no problem of shviras etzem because right now it is inedible. That was like the opinion of Rav Yosef. Okay. Now If there is a shiur achila amount that can be eaten, a kezayis, so then there's an issue of shviras etzem. If there is not an amount that can be eaten. Then there is no issue of Shriya's Esim. That's like either Rav Ashi who says you need a Kazais or Ravino who says you need a Kazais at the point where you break it. So, um, something that is fit for the Mizbeach, there is no issue of Shriya's Esim, i.e., the Aliyah, which was Rav Nachum Bayitzchik's opinion. At the time when you're gonna, when you're going to eat the carbon, uh, the carbon pesach, there's an issue of breaking the bones. But if you're not able to eat it, i.e., erev pesach, there's no issue of shvirah se'etzim, i.e., like abaye. So we saw this brisa supports with Yosef's opinion, abaye's opinion, um, Nachum Ba'itzchik's opinion, and Rav Ashi slash Ravina. That was the um, what the was that? Pegimel or something? Pedalid? Something. We go too fast. Who, who can keep up? Daf Pedalid. Masech Tepsachim. I think it was alright. It was like kind of not too crazy, right? I think. So what did we talk about? Eating cartilage of a Korban Pesach. Exactly. We started off with a new Mishnah. Which said that only the parts of a mature ox. Only the parts that you can eat on a mature ox. You can eat on a young soft goat. And then we said, and you can also eat the tips of the shoulder blades and the cartilage. So the question is like, but those are parts that you cannot eat on a, on a mature ox. So Rabbah said, well, it's machlokas tanoim. Rabbah said, no, it's an explanation. What it means is that anything you can eat on a large ox, even if you have to boil it first in order to eat it, you can eat by a korban pesach. And examples of that would be the tips of the shoulder blades and uh, cartilage. We also saw machlokas between Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish about this. In the end, we saw that Rabbi Yochanan agrees with Rish Lakish that you would be unable to eat the cartilage and things, um, even though they're soft now, but if in the future they're going to be 
hard, you would be unable to eat them. In the Korban Pesach, we discussed, no, sir. When it comes to if you leave over some of the meat, you don't eat it by the morning, so you're not going to be chayv malchus for that. You just have to burn it, uh, as we learned the other day on the 16th, uh, the, on the third day of, on the second day of Pesach. So, the question is, why are you not chayv malchus? So, Rabbi Yehuda says, because it's a lav shenita klaasei. It's a lav that's immediately followed by an asei. It says, don't do this. In the event that you did, do the following, and then you won't be chayv malchus. Um, Rabbi Yaakov says it's because of lav she'embo maise. There's no actual activity here. It, it, it became the morning, it wasn't eaten, so memela, it's no sir, we didn't actually do anything different in a chayv malchus. Then we discussed breaking the bones of a korban pesach. The Tanakhama says that if the korban pesach is possible, so then there's no problem of breaking the bones. Rebbe says that it's about whether or not you can eat the korban pesach. If you can eat the korban pesach, you'll be chayv. If you can't eat the korban pesach, you'll be possible. Then we gave a whole slew of nafkaminas, situations where, you know, it might be possible or it might be kosher, but not roi la'achila. Um, we had all sorts of examples. I'm not going to go through all of them now. Um, we just did them. But um, that was Daf Pei Enjoy.